Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Manifest Podcast. My name is Sarah Prout and I just want to welcome you to the show and tell you how grateful I am to have this honor and this opportunity to connect with you and to have this time that we can spend together to explore all of the avenues that will help you to manifest the life of your dreams. So today's episode is or has been really requested by many of you because you want to know behind the scenes, what have I manifested this year? What kind of experiences, high level overview have I been through this year? And how can they be reflected in the intentions that I set at the last day of 2021? So for those of you that are new to the show, I do this thing called the ultimate intention setting process, and it's also a worksheet that's available on my website, and you can go to ultimateintentionsettingworksheet.com. I created this process probably around eight years ago now. We've had, I think, well over nearly a million people go through this process, this worksheet, and it's based on my own process that I go through every year on the 31st of December. I make sure that I sit down uninterrupted with a cup of tea and just list out everything that I want to be, do and have for the upcoming year. And the one thing that I really want to reiterate here is to focus on the feeling because that was the key distinction between the things that would manifest on my list versus the things that would take a few years to achieve and to unfold. And what I found so fascinating was sometimes the things that I set intentions for would skip a few years. And if you listen to my recent episode, What is Meant for You Will Manifest, that is really speaking into walking the talk of what is required emotionally from within to trust that the universe will deliver everything that you need into your reality in perfect divine timing. So as I opened up the email that I sent to myself last year, part of this process is that I type it up and I email it into a thread so I can look back on different years and check off the things that may have been set as an intention several years ago that I can now have that full circle moment of completion for this year. And so what I noticed here is that I wrote 2021 has been one of the toughest years emotionally of my life. So New Year's Eve last year, that's what I wrote down and a whole bunch of personal details of difficult family situations that I experienced, the fact that I was stressed, Uh, we were dealing with a whole bunch of debt in our business, which thankfully we were able to clear, I had skin cancer, Um, so many things that happened and I really set intentions from for this year, for 2022, from a space that was not my best self. This year, 2022, my my year was supposed to be the year, the word that I had was happiness. That's what I wanted, as I mentioned. And I managed to do that a little bit. And this is why I'm so excited about 2023, because I know that it is going to be an incredible year of recalibration, because I think we can all agree that the last couple of years, especially since the pandemic hit and all of the ups and downs around that has taken a lot of people some significant time to readjust to life, to entering back into social situations and, you know, discerning truth from untruth and remembering that you are a sovereign being. There's been an incredible initiation 
into the bigger picture of play for many of us. And I know that there are many of you out there that can read between the lines of what I'm saying here to trust that it was all supposed to happen for the betterment of humanity in what is known as the Great Awakening, where we are all remembering our superpowers that we have to create our own reality and live life on our own terms and to own the sovereignty that we have over our emotions. And so this is the list of things that I have experienced in 2022. And even though my theme was happiness, uh, my theme for 2023 is fun. And that the theme of this year, happiness, was also deeply woven into a new interest in the mystical, in the metaphysical, in ways that I haven't really dived into before. I'd always been interested in the more esoteric side of manifestation and working with energy and intuition, but I hadn't fully embodied that. And if you've listened to my episode recently, it was titled, How I Finally Reclaimed a Lost Part of Myself you'll know that for me, creating art was a very sacred spiritual practice that I was able to to create every single month of 2022. And I'm so proud of that. So I will take you month by month into a very high level overview with a few comments of what manifested for me in each month, because this is part of being transparent, right? As a manifestation teacher, people look to me to say, okay, Sarah, You live by the principles of intuition and connecting with the universe and creativity and spirituality, but do you actually do these things? So these are things that manifested out of the blue. So many things were unexpected and we just went with the flow (laughs) into what we know for 2023 will be an incredible year. So in January, I had the skin cancer scare on my face. The biopsy that I had in January came back as positive and I had to have Mohs surgery, but that didn't happen because we moved from Las Vegas to Vero Beach in Florida. So I had to find a different dermatologist. And what was really interesting about that is all the fear that came up. I spent two days in bed after I got the biopsy results because I was like, oh no, this is the worst timing ever because I have a book coming out in May and I don't want to have a scar on my face. And I really felt like there was something wrong with me. So for me, I translated that as an opportunity to navigate the fear. One powerful lesson after another kept on reminding me to guide my emotions that I was really pushing back from some depression, from some anger that was turned inwards, especially leading up to the release of Be The Love in May last year. And so it was like an energetic clearing out of the old to make way for the new. So we moved to Vero Beach in Florida and we manifested this beautiful short-term rental that was on the beach. It was two minutes walk from the Atlantic Ocean. It was gorgeous. Um, And Sean actually bought me and the girls some bikes and I hadn't ridden a bike in so many years. So it was great to have my own bike and I could ride down to the beach and ride around the neighborhood. And it just felt fantastic. It felt very different to the energy we'd experienced in Vegas for the last six years. And one thing in January was that Ava fell off her bike and fractured her elbow. Now, I've had four kids. I've been a mother for over 20 years now, and I've never had any kids with broken bones or needing an x-ray. So that was something new to kickstart the year on, on an interesting note. Um, 
And then later in January, it was announced that I was one of Success Magazine's top 125. So they named me as one of the most successful online entrepreneurs, which was incredible. And so with that came various different opportunities. So by the time February rolled around, um, I spent three days in a recording studio that was, where was that? Fort Pierce in Florida, recording the audiobook version of Be the Love. And it was during this time that I also really began working on my art, really working on investing in high quality art materials and spending time playing with paint on canvas and listening to music. And I set up this beautiful um, studio in my garage and it was so magical for me to continue to develop that passion that I had put on hold for such a long time. And as I mentioned in my previous episode of how I finally reclaimed a lost part of myself, creating art actually helped me as a form of therapy to manage the emotions that I was experiencing. I was still having a little bit of depression. It was intermittent. And I'd also been experiencing migraines, which I don't even, I mean, this is the thing when you are physically tested, it's an invitation from the universe to examine the core underlying emotions to be managed. And for me, the migraines, the the skin cancer, all the things that were happening were an opportunity to just slow it down and to really echo that core intention of happiness and presence and peace. Um, and so in, I think it was, yeah, it was late February, I had a second biopsy for the skin cancer, which I thought was still cancerous and I needed Mohs surgery and it came back clear. So I was really happy about that. <laughs> I was really happy about that because that meant that I could go forth with my promotional schedule for the launch of the Be The Love book. And then what happened next? Oh, yeah, I'd been studying for months for the U.S. citizenship test. I had decided to become an American officially. My children are American. Well, 50% of my children are American. My husband's American. And I thought, well, if we're going to stay here as our home, I really want to make it official because, you know, it's a bit of a pain in the butt to have to go to the embassy to get passports updated and renewed and that kind of thing. So on when was it? It was International Women's Day. I went to the USCIS, the Immigration Center in West Palm Beach in Florida, and I did my test. I had to study a crazy amount of questions. There were over a hundred questions that I had to prepare for, and they just ask you five. And if you get them right, then you are allowed to take the oath and become an American citizen. And it was actually a lot more emotional than I thought it would be. It's almost like an internal switch of identity, even though I still, I still feel like I am a New Zealander, an Australian, (laughs) and now an American. It's like I'm collecting citizenships. (laughs) So That happened and I felt really accomplished, like, okay, this is great. I am settled. And then in, when was it? Later in March for Lulu's birthday, Lulu turned seven and we flew my dad out from Australia to take Lulu to Disney World for her birthday because living in Vera Beach, it was only a 90 minute drive. And, and so we thought, you know what? I would love to take my dad, who is now 76 years old. He was 75 then to Disney World. It was a dream that I'd always wanted to do since I was seven. I thought, well, why not? The world's opened up now. And I hadn't seen my dad in over two years. And so when you have older parents and 
you realize that time is precious. These times that we can spend together creating memories. That was such a wonderful manifestation for us to be able to take that time to go to Disney World and have that time with my dad. And so many memories were created. (laughs) And his favorite thing, though, out of everything was the pineapple Dole Whip ice cream. I think he will be remembering that for the rest of his life. He loved it so much. So April. (laughs) And now as I'm going through these months, I just want you to remember that we still had money coming in the door. Different programs were launching, different promotions that we had. And so this was a really exciting time for us to take a little bit of time off to create more fun and to create more happiness. And so in April, I started painting more and then the interviews started to ramp up for the launch. And we do things like we went to Miami and we stayed in this incredible apartment. We explored Miami Um, and that was great too, really getting to know Florida a little bit more, this tropical oasis that feels very removed from the rest of America. And I really enjoyed it at first. Um, And then I wasn't so sure, even though, I mean, for those of you that live in Florida, you know that you are meant to be here, if that's for you. And for me, I still felt like even though we'd moved to have this this new place to call home, I still felt unsettled. And if you, (laughs) if you know anything about me, you know that that's quite often a thing that happens for me, that there's only a couple of places on the planet that have truly, truly felt like home that I call and classify as a spiritual home. One of them is Noosa on the Sunshine Coast in Australia. And the other one is Sag Harbor in New York. And so I was, I'm always trying on new locations of, could we be happy? here? Could we, could we move here? And for us, we just went for a trip to Miami. It was very different, probably not great for little kids. Um, but we still enjoyed the adventure. So by the time May rolled around, Be the Love was published. We had an incredible book launch team. And if you were part of that book launch team, I am still always so grateful for your help and your devotion to getting the message out there for Be the Love. And I was so nervous about it because it does reveal within that book a very difficult path that I've had to travel privately that I hadn't exposed publicly before about the difficulties that I've experienced in my marriage to Sean and that over two years ago I had to explore some of the internal rage issues that I was having and how I could process that in a safe and functional way that that meant that our relationship could survive. I just didn't have the internal spiritual tools in place even two years ago because there was unprocessed trauma. And so often when we don't process the trauma appropriately, whether it's through therapy or talking to other people or journaling, however it needs to come out, it does need to transmute into something else. And it was like a big pimple that just came to a head and popped. And I'm like, I can't do that again. So I set some very sacred boundaries. And it was that was how I created the seven steps within Be the Love to create a life of more happiness and more fulfillment. And of course, a closer bond and relationship with my husband. And now for a message from this week's sponsor of the Manifest podcast. One of the most exciting things about a new year is when you have no idea what adventures are in store for you. From new travel experiences to new jobs or picking up new skills, there's no better way to prepare for 2023 
than by learning a new language with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can feel confident no matter where the new year takes you. So I subscribed to Babbel last year because I had an interest in learning Spanish, and it is so great for your brain to activate those, the parts of your brain that are required to learn a new language. I did six years of Japanese when I was a kid, and I love learning new things. And something like Babbel is incredibly powerful, and it's so much fun. So with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash manifest. That's babbel.com slash manifest for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel is an incredible language app. You are going to love it. And so in May, we were invited to attend a very exclusive European cruise it was a luxury yacht. There were only a, a few, there was a small amount of people. I think there was like a hundred people on the yacht. And we were invited by our dearest friends to attend this event. And we'd already said no twice, but there was still some, uh, some possibilities of it happening. And so we thought, okay, if it's meant to be, it will manifest. And I was so resistant at first because I was still suffering from anxiety and depression and the thought of being on a boat, a smallish boat out in the Mediterranean felt terrifying to me. Like, I'm not ready. That's what I kept feeling like. I'm not ready. I just need a break. I can't leave my kids for two weeks. I can't, who's going to look after them? And so uh, Sean said to me one afternoon, it was in May, and this was six weeks before the boat was departing. He said, okay, Sarah, if it is meant to be, a rainbow will manifest. And we went to the park, the local park in Vero Beach, and I kid you not, there was a rainbow and I'm like, okay, call your mom, ask her if she'll be willing to look after the kids while we go on a honeymoon because we'd never had a honeymoon before because it was interrupted when we went to the Dominican Republic because I had a miscarriage. Um, I've written about that before. And so we really thought, you know what, this is our time. And so another thing happened <laughs> within, I think it was 24 hours, the money that we were investing in going on the yacht actually manifested out of the blue. We got a check from my publisher for over $64,000. And that was the royalties from dear universe that was starting to be profitable because we had paid off the quarter of a million dollar advance. And now, which is unheard of, by the way, I'm so proud of that. We had heard that all up uh, international translations, American books, the Australian copy of Dear Universe has sold over 100,000 copies. And so we were really excited by that and also excited to know that we were birthing new products and new ideas and that being on the cruise would give us that spaciousness to be able to progress, to be able to move forward. 
And I had never, even though I'd lived in Sweden before and I'd spent a lot of time in England, I'd never been to France, Italy or Monaco. And these were the three destinations that we were visiting on this incredible Mediterranean adventure. So it was it was such a beautiful thing to be able to go on this cruise when Sean called his mum and she said yes before she even knew what she was saying yes to. She knew that there was a possibility that she would be asked to look after the kids. So Bubby flew into town from Orange County in California to Vero Beach in Florida and she was gracious enough to look after her three granddaughters for the duration of the time we were away. So I knew that the kids were in safe hands. And this was the first time in such a long time that I had been away from the kids. In fact, it was the longest time that Sean and I had actually been together without children, the longest duration in the history of our nearly 13 years together. And so it was magical. I mean, it was so magical having these private chefs cooking pretty much anything that we wanted, beautiful vegan, organic food. And there were these incredible entrepreneurs and just incredible people that had different backgrounds. For instance, there's a world leading hypnotherapist, Elliot Rowe. He was on the ship with us, as well as the top poker players in the world. And uh, John Gray, Dr. John Gray, who wrote Women Are From Mars, Men Are From Venus. And he has sold over 50 million books and he became a treasured new friend. And so there were so many different and unique individuals that all had something different to offer on this luxury yacht cruising through the Mediterranean and would be having breakfast and then we'd pull into a port. I remember one evening um, we were just sitting there and it was the warm summer breeze of the water and we were pulling into Monte Carlo and that night we were all going to get dressed up and put on our best clothes and walk up this really steep hill to the casino and it was just so magical. It was like one of those pinch myself. I manifested this moment and I had put on my intention list the year before that I wanted to visit Europe, but I didn't understand how that would be possible because I mean, everything had been closed down, right? So we were so fortunate to be able to have that incredible experience. And then after we left the cruise, Sean and I spent a few days in Rome And that was really magical. We fell in love all over again. It really was our second honeymoon where we rediscovered one another and we could see each other separate from the role of being parents. I mean, we homeschool our kids. We work together 24-7. And so for us to have that time away from work, away from children just for us was something that really made sure that the rest of 2022 was the best year ever for our marriage. And so... We're only on June. My gosh, it was an incredible manifestation. And so when I got back from the cruise, guess what? I got COVID and I got really, really sick. I was in bed for weeks. It was awful. And I know that there's so many people out there that have had COVID. It was bad and I've had it before, but this time it felt like it was a different strain of COVID. And then, so I was really sick, but still excited about bringing the ideas that Sean and I had had created back to practical application. And it was during this time that Sean and I started working on the design process for the Dear Universe journal, where we were investing thousands of dollars in different journals and 
research and development and design and formatting and all of the elements that we wanted to put together into the best manifestation journal that has ever existed. And by the way, if you haven't yet gotten your copy of the Dear Universe journal, please go to dearuniverse.com and get one because you will absolutely love it. So by the time, so this is June and then in July, it was when we got back from the cruise, we, when we were on the cruise, we were with some really dear friends from Las Vegas and we were really missing Vegas. We were really missing Taekwondo, which the kids went through and we were really missing a bit more of the hustle and bustle of a busy life. And we didn't feel truly grounded and connected to Vero Beach in the way that we had hoped. Uh, it's often said that it's the Hamptons of Florida. And for us, we didn't feel like that because we love the Hamptons so much. And so we decided to explore, since we had a short-term lease, we decided to explore Orlando and the Orlando area because it was a bit busier. There were more restaurant options. It was closer to the airport, which was really important if we need to go anywhere. Because one thing that we found really inconvenient was when we were flying uh, to Paris on the first leg of the trip when we were going on the cruise, we had to drive three hours to Miami. We hired a driver and we were in the back of the car for three hours. And when we got back, I just wanted to get home and be with my kids. And three hours just felt like a long time to add to an already long trip. So the benefits of moving closer to Orlando meant that we had easier access to the airport, um, which was incredible. And we manifested this amazing house, another rainbow story on the day we moved in. So we live on this pond. It's a triangular pond. It has a fountain in the middle and we're in the middle uh, section of the base of the triangle. And there was a rainbow when the movers were moving all of our furniture in there and the end of the rainbow manifested in the middle of the pond in the triangle. We thought, well, what are the odds? We haven't seen it since. And we were just really grateful. It felt like a sign of alignment that we are where we are meant to be right now. And so Windermere has been great. <laughs> Windermere, um, it, we manifested this beautiful home. It's over 4,000 square feet. Sean and I have offices again because I was working in a closet in Vero Beach because the house was so small. Um, it wasn't ideal. But when we moved to Windermere, we felt like it was good. But then after a month or two, we felt like, oh, again, it's not really for us. Now, what's fantastic is that on all of our adventures and our journeys, the girls, especially the little girls, they meet so many friends who they are now connected with as pen pals or they meet up with from time to time. And it's beautiful because it opens them up to a wider perspective of just staying in the one place. This is one of the benefits of homeschooling, the fact that we can travel from location to location and it's okay. Um, so August we really started honing in on the final design for the Dear Universe journal. Uh, my son turned 21 in August and I still haven't seen him even at the time that I'm recording this. I would have seen him by the time this podcast comes out because he is spending three days with us over Christmas. And I'm so excited because I haven't seen Thomas since January and he turned 21, which is so weird for me because he is now the same age I was when I gave birth to him. And for any parents out there that have experienced that milestone, it is weird. It's like, whoa, I couldn't imagine you having a kid now. In my mind, he's still a little bit of a baby, <laughs> even though he would not like me to say that. And I just said it publicly. 
but he is. I mean, parents can see that with their kids. So they, even my mom says that I'm still her baby and I'm 43. <laughs> um, so that was, that was a milestone for me to get Thomas to 21 and see him grow into a man. Um, so the journal was there. And then in September, ooh, this was interesting. I knew it was coming, moving to Florida, but we experienced our first hurricane, Hurricane Ian. And so I got and downloaded all of the hurricane storm tracker apps and the eye of the hurricane was going straight over our house. So we brought in all of the pool furniture, you know, we hunkered down. I put a whiteboard in front of a window just in, just in case, just to be safe because Lord knows that the whiteboard would save my life if there was a hurricane. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. We stocked up on water and food and it was, and, and we could see that other people in the area were also getting a little bit uh, perturbed by the, the possibility of this huge hurricane, which turned out to be a massive hurricane that caused a lot of destruction and flooding. And we were worried because as I said, we live on our house backs onto a pond and they were expecting 15 inches of water. And I knew that 15 inches of water meant that that pond could overflow and all of that water could come into our living room. And so the night of the hurricane, I will remember the dogs were howling. It was so windy. The wind was something that I have never heard before. And even though after landfall, it, the hurricane made landfall, it was... Um, expected to be less severe it was still really scary so we all slept down in the living room the dogs were howling we kept checking our phones you know waiting for the storm to pass and thankfully thankfully there was no damage done even though there were trees over in the area in the neighborhood and there was lots of flooding some of the roads were closed for weeks we didn't lose power and it was okay but it was still scary and the the energy of Ooh, do I do I really want to live in a place that experiences this level of weather patterns? I mean, I've lived in places like that before, but for me, I love a good storm. I love a good lightning storm. That's one of the things that drew me to being in Windermere, Florida, was the fact that the clouds are beautiful. Uh, that you know, it is it is beautiful. It's peaceful, but that was not peaceful, and something internally changed. And so, in October, now we're into October already. Uh, we launched the Dear Universe journal and thousands of people put their hand up and said, yes, I want this journal because they had loved my best-selling book and they are like, yes, I need this journal to help me manifest my goals, dreams, wishes, and desires. So the sales page, Sean and I worked so tirelessly behind the scenes to create the best sales page possible and pre-orders were rolling in and it was so exciting. And during October, I found out that Be The Love will be turned into a paperback in November next year, which is really exciting. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, we visited the Hamptons. We actually decided that because the pre-launch period for the Dear Universe Journal and DearUniverse.com had been so intense, we decided that we deserved a little vacation. And so we packed up the family, we put the dogs they, to their care that they love to go to. And we went to the Hamptons. We rented a home in Sag Harbor to celebrate my 43rd birthday. And as you guys know, Sag Harbor in the Hamptons is my most favorite place, planet Earth. And there is nothing like the autumn trees, the trees in the fall in the Hamptons. They're just so beautiful. Everyone's gone home, the party goers from the summertime. And it's just this drop down 
beautiful, gorgeous time. And we knew that going there for Halloween is always a favorite as well, because it is literally like being in the opening scenes of an 80s movie. That's the closest thing that I have to explaining what that feeling is like, the cold air, lighting fires, you know, burning wood, and just having that visceral grounded presence in nature. It's less suburban, so much less suburban than it is here in Florida. And it's, um, for me, it's my soul home. I connect to the nature there, the water, the trees, the land. And so Sean and I came back from that experience knowing that 2023, we will probably be moving to the Hamptons, that that is like the call is so strong to take us back there. So that will definitely make it to my list of things to manifest in 2023. So next year, when I record this podcast episode, the recap of 2023, you will see if all goes according to plan, God's plan, the universe's plan, that we are where we are meant to be because we feel like that is going to be the most grounded home base for the expansion of our business, for the expansion of our family. You know, if I've got business meetings or speaking gigs, it's just a short trip to New York City or um, it's just, it feels like, it just feels like where we're supposed to be, right? <laughs> That's probably the end of it. Um, so then by November, my mom came for a visit to celebrate Thanksgiving with us. And this is the first time that I had seen her in three years. And it was a wonderful visit. We had so many laughs. We went and took her to this interesting dining experience called medieval times where they're all dressed up in medieval wear. there's horses and jousting and they give you food to eat with your hands and uh, I got a fork though because I had the vegan option <laughs> thank god because it was like beans and rice <laughs> I wasn't gonna eat that with my hands um, because it was messy and dark we couldn't see anything but it was so fun Mum had the time of her life um, and then later in November it was announced that my podcast Uh, I had partnered with a podcast network named Cloud 10 and iHeart Podcasts, which would help to elevate the brand of the Manifest podcast and get the word out there to as many people as possible. And so December, (laughs) December, here we are in December, Ava's birthday, she had a birthday, we got her a piñata. It's all fun. Journals continue to sell. Books continue to sell. We've got some exciting programs that are coming out in 2023. For instance, uh, the Manifesting Bundle. If you go to manifestingbundle.com, you can get this incredible deal where you get over 92% off all of my best courses and videos and rituals and classes and masterclasses. It is the best manifesting bundle. So go to manifestingbundle.com and get that deal while you can. Um, Some random notes to mention that I kept painting and I kept creating every single month. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. The intuitive art, I can't believe that I didn't add that to the list, is that my art kept on strengthening, my intuition kept on strengthening, so much so that in December, we, uh, at the time that you will listen to this podcast, it will be over already, but we hosted our very first live new moon art auction to, to, offer my art for sale for the first time in such a long time and this is so nourishing and nurturing to my being so thank you for those of you that participated in the auction it was a great success um and also this year I signed a few translation deals for be the love and dear universe uh recently I just signed the Portuguese deal and the Arabic deal for be the love I mean that's a huge 
huge deal to be able to offer this work and this material to different cultures around the world. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I really dived into more mystical themes this year with my own personal practices of self-healing and learning more about uh, plant medicine and herbal remedies and healing my gut and different things and how they can help me. My hair started growing again. I mean, because I stopped using, um, I stopped using, what do you call it? My foot's gone to sleep. Okay. I'll keep that in the podcast. You can have that exclusive information. My foot's gone to sleep. I started using uh, natural shampoo again and uh, no sulfates or chemicals. And my hair started growing. I stopped dyeing my hair. I think I've only dyed it once this year. And that gave my hair an opportunity to heal and to recalibrate and to grow. And so that was good. And what else did I do? I made so many new friends this year, incredible friendships and connections and memories that have been formed. Um, so many amazing people, some, some of the most obscure connections that just kind of came randomly out of the blue people that found me online, um, that we had similar similarities and now we're friends for life. And I love that. I'm so grateful. And I look forward to the new friends that I'll make next year. And I encourage you to do the same. Open up your heart to connecting with new like-minded kindred spirits. You never know who you are going to cross paths with. Um, another honorable mention this year is that I connected with my sister. For those of you that know my story, and I will share part of her story just a little bit because it's hers to tell. We kind of went on different paths, different pathways. Um, she has had a very difficult path and through the grace of God, through the grace of the universe, she has made her way back to a path of peace and creating music again, which is incredible. And we've also reconnected. So we talk regularly and share ideas. And I feel like I have my sister back and I feel like so many siblings, especially when they get into their thirties and forties, they might disconnect for a little while. Um, and I'm just so grateful because there was a time where I didn't think that I would have that opportunity again. So I love you little sister. If you're listening, um, I also quit alcohol. (laughs) I had no idea that that would impact me in the way that it did. And it was one of the ways that I was testing out the different, um, migraine triggers and I quit alcohol and it's been, oh my goodness, five months, five or six months now that since I've had a drink, um, I drank a lot when we were on the cruise in Europe. And then I was like, do I really need this? I don't think I do. And I feel so much better for it. It feels like my energy and my vibration has has changed. And also um, setting boundaries, setting boundaries with what I'm willing to do, what I'm willing to tolerate from different areas of my life, especially within myself. I have really done so much healing work in 2022 to make sure that 2023 is going to be an incredible year to step forward and to host all of these new and exciting projects that I'm so glad that I created those boundaries because healing happens within boundaries. And that's what I want to leave you with today. So thank you so much for being here with me. As always, it's an absolute pleasure to be able to spend this time with you. I am wishing you so much magic that will manifest for you in 2023 and beyond. Lots of love and bye for now.